The road to the glitter ball stretches all the way to Christmas, but with two shows complete and our first elimination made, we are well on the way already. What have we learned? What does it tell us about us as a nation? What is the nature of dance? What does it all mean? Or is it just a sequence of pleasant moving images and bright colours? And welcome to the Keep Dancing podcast. I'm Ellie, your host. Tonight, I'm joined by Emily. Hi. Richard. Hi. And new podcast crew member, Anne, to talk about week two. We're your 100% unofficial, unexpurgated and rhinestone obsessed source of Strictly Come Dancing analysis and opinions. We aren't neutral. We aren't always polite, but we do try to be nice. If you'd like to get in touch with us, email us at keepdancingpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter and Instagram at at keepdancingpod. We'd love to hear your views, theories and general expressions of delight. Um, so, Anne, you're a new member to the podcast team. Would you like to uh, tell us about your, uh, the nature of your Strictly fandom? Um, so, I've, I've been dancing all my life really since I was about four I did tap and ballet and modern and all that kind of thing and then I went to uni and did a degree in dance technique so I'm a real kind of stickler for the rules and the basics just like so that's why I love Strictly just like the TV series has had an expert injection of uh, focus on technique, so this podcast is having an injection of focus on technique. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. Shall we get started then and talk about these dancers? Foxtrot, it's a super sensation in vibrant, vivid violet. It's Chizzy Akadulo and her partner, Pasha. I really enjoyed this dance. I think she didn't have quite the same flair that she had in the uh, first week's dance, uh, but you could tell she was really enjoying it and it wasn't bad. It just, like, I understand what the judges were saying with some of it, but I, I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the, the theming. Not so much the mucking about at the beginning, but the, the whole sort of theme of it was really enjoyable. There was a lot of prop work this week, and I wonder if that is because they didn't have the time to absorb 90 seconds worth of choreography between last week and this week. Yes, more than likely. It must be a challenge this early on in the series when you've never done it before. Exactly. And, you know, the judges' comments about it being sort of uh, like a bit too well they were saying lumpy but I'm gonna say it was raunchy like it and I think that's the music I don't think the music had the sort of the glide and smoothness of foxtrot music we were in there with some proper old-fashioned rhythm and blues and I don't know that that is actually foxtrot music well it isn't is it no 
Anne, would you like to weigh in on Chizzy? Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think um, she looked better than the first um, dance. I think that purple looked lovely on her and that dress with the fringing looked absolutely lovely. Um, I also think that um, there was a lot of faff at the beginning. I also appreciate what you said about the um, prop work. Um, Although props can be fiddly, it also gives you stuff to do with your hands, which can cover up many um, mistakes and kind of idiosyncrasies. Classic misdirection. Classic misdirection. Um, I enjoyed her dance, but... I do agree there was not a lot to it. Um, mm. But um, the other thing I would say is the beginning bit, although I liked it, it did actually show that she was better on her own than she was with Pasha. Yeah, um, she, like she didn't, she's not actually looked very comfortable in hold. No, I can see her kind of on a disco floor, kind of giving it large. and But when she's actually with somebody else... There's a, a a disconnect. Richard, what did you think of Chizzy? I really enjoyed it. She's bubbly, she's fun, but like the other two, like Anne, like Emily, it took too long to get started. Yes, there's basic technique, but I think her bubbliness took over. Um, but she looked great in her purple number, and like Emily said, looks a lot better than last week. Mm. We you'll, you'll have noticed that we don't have Lisa with us tonight. She is currently off-grid in Guildford. Yes, that was supposed to get a laugh. (laughs) But she has uh, managed to put a message in a bottle and she's given me her views on this week's dance. Uh, It was a smoke signal and then some of it was tied to a pigeon's leg. Uh, But here we go. So her view on Chizzy was that it was a good start to the show, but not much technique, even though Chizzy had a lot of energy. So, you know, I think we are... All of us there saying that she is, she's probably in the group of dancers who are never going to be Danny Max, never going to be Alicia Dixon's, but mm. she is, she's in the Improvers Club. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah. we should have three clubs. We should have the, uh, the pre-Halloween knockouts, the Improvers Club. And, and the Dead Ringers. And the, yeah, the Dead Ringers. Yeah. That's that's going to be good for admin purposes while there's still so many so many of them. Dancing the salsa to bloody Despacito, but this time in front of a tent, it's Aston Marigold and his partner, Jeanette. Right, other than bloody Despacito... That's not its actual title. It is, it is. It is, it is. I mean, like, I thought now that Autumn was here, we would never hear it again. But, like, you know, just when you thought it was safe to go back out on the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shall we start with you this time, Richard? Yes. um, Aston, wow. Um, He had the hip movement, the body rolls, the footwork. And when we thought the summer had gone, he brought summer back to us in that festival sort of vibe. Richard, Um, Richard, Richard, you have clearly never actually been to a festival. <laughs> no, I haven't, and that's the honest truth. But can I just say, was that really a week two dance, or, or was that more than a week seven or eight dance we were looking at? Well, yeah, to be honest, he slightly shot his bolt with deploying that amount of lifts and stuff so early on. Normally, the sequence of dances in Strictly keeps the spectacular show dance like li- uh, lift heavy dancers, the really theatrical ones, until later on in the show. 
And I also think this year they've started off with the more difficult dancers. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when they come to the more basic dancers later or dances later on in the series, they're going to expect pure perfection. Because let's be real here. Aston is going to be here until the final. And, you know, if he's doing his salsa now, he's presumably going to get quite a dull cha-cha somewhere towards the end. And I think I would much rather have it the other way around. I agree. Uh, but, you know, the dance was good and all. I really thought the lifts were incredibly impressive. Maybe not a week to dance. Anne? I, I personally, for my taste, thought there were a bit, a bit too much tricks, possibly for a similar reason. Where do you go next? You know, if you, if you put all your eggs in one basket, you know, where is it going to go next? I, I thought his, I, I thought he looked really good. It, it kind of suited him and Jeanette. Um, if I had any technical things, I'd say I would have liked to have seen his actual step work a little bit bigger. Every so often when he was doing his kind of ball changes, they were very close and a bit too kind of in himself. I would have liked to have seen him get a little bit bigger. Um, yeah, he's not like, He's not got the same sort of Latin flamboyance that the male pros have. He's he's got his own sort of pop flamboyance from yes. his previous work, but it's it's not the same sh- sort of showmanship. Yeah. I was just on that point. I suppose he's been dancing with three others on stage when he has been dancing in his previous job, hasn't he? Yeah. So yeah, he's used to not not encroaching on their space. Whereas, obviously, in the Latin dancers, there is all the overlap. Uh huh. Lisa on Aston, really, really good. Great hip action, which is what is required. But she still doesn't want to see anything higher than a seven before Halloween. Yeah, let's get into this early on because, you know, we had so much score inflation this week. Unless they have a sort of a reset around Halloween or something where like where do we go from here we've already had a four nines it feels ridiculous to me i know everybody's got different standards and everybody's already at their own level of dance but everyone's got somewhere to get to and i kind of feel sorry I, i almost feel sorry for those people who are getting really high scores because you know it there's there's more to go down than there is to go up i guess so they're setting us up for a movie week 10 aren't they possibly yeah but definitely there should never be 10s in movie week no (laughs) should there even be a movie week no there should be a eurovision week instead but you know this is this is the right crowd for that yes uh this is very much the choir to which we would be preaching that idea Apart from the fact that it was bloody Despacito, uh, it's just a visually incredible routine. The the costuming was nothing to do with festivals. I mean, nobody was nobody was covered in mud. There was no wellies. I would have liked to have seen Jeanette do it in wellies. That would have been a new challenge for her. A new mm. challenge. Yeah, if you're going to have a ringer, you should uh, give the ringer some level playing field stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, Jeanette dances with Aston in wellies. Debbie dance- dances with Geo blindfolded, although I'm sure she'd like that. Yeah. Um, anyway. I didn't like this dance. You didn't like Aston's dance? Nope. Oh, well, go on then. Be contrary. Well, yeah, but I am, aren't I? I yeah. am contrary. Do it. So I can see that technically he is a very good dancer and I don't even mind the song, but it just 
it didn't it didn't work for me. I didn't enjoy it. It didn't look quite right. I don't know if it was because it was one of this year's summer tracks and Strictly tends not to do current as often. No, it does. But it does. It will very carefully dole out a really big song to a favoured contestant. Yeah. And I don't like that. But I don't know. I just, I feel like... Did it leave you a bit cold? Yeah, it did. Hmm. Very much so. I think I think I might have even tweeted that last night. It just did not hit me at all. And I, yeah, you sat there watching it going, oh, yes, he's a very good dancer. But you didn't feel sort of personally involved in it? No. No, you weren't, it's, it's, you weren't on the edge of your seat sort of cheering him on? No. It's not like later on in the programme, I actually clapped, sat on my own well, in the house, no spo- in the living room. No spoiler, no spoiler. Don't no, tell us. Yeah, tell us when it happens. I won't. Okay. But, you know, that's what I want from Strictly, and I didn't get that from this dance, even though it was very proficient and, you know, had a lot of flair and flash in it. Well, we could clearly talk about Aston all night, but we do yep. not have all night. So let's nope. move on. Dancing the Charleston and displaying astonishing contempt for the legal process by turning up to court in a jazzy playsuit, it's Susan Kelman and her partner, Kevin. So it's well documented how I feel about Charleston's. And, you know, all I can say is that we got through it. We got through it. Yeah, it was all right. It was fine. It was all right. It was fine for Charleston. Does anybody have strong opinions? I do. Go on. I did a, I've done a lot of Charlestoning, some of it against my will in the past. <laughs> and so um, I, I do kind of, I, I, I get a bit tingly when I see Charlestons because I don't think I've ever seen, and this, is a, this might be a bit controversial, I don't think I've actually seen a good Charleston on Strictly. You are on the right podcast. We um, There are good Charlestons. You can do a good Charleston, but I don't think I've ever really seen one on Strictly yet. Strictly likes to do the end of the pier Charleston, don't they? Yes. I think we're all, like we're sort of of a mind on this podcast where we find that a bit basic. Yeah. And we would rather we would rather you didn't. No. You sometimes get those kind of slightly American-y, jitterbuggy type jive Charlestons, which kind of screws with my head a little bit. But um, I, I have to say, I didn't mind Susan and Kevin's. It was okay. The fact that she had no swivel really did my head in. But she has very good timing, comic and- timing and physical timing. So she kind of got away with it. Yeah. And, and she's got personality in, in bucket loads. The other thing uh, which we mentioned when we were talking about uh, the storyline of the show and how you get public votes uh, with Ewan in last week's podcast was Susan was one of the only ones this week to find the camera and look down it. Yes. and She made connections, didn't she? Yeah, she is. And that will keep her going for a surprisingly long time. Yes. She's not the best dancer by any mean but I think she's got a bit of a journey that she can go on but if she can keep that connection with the camera with the audience I think that will do her in really good stead yeah a Wonder Woman samba for her next week though I think the danger is that Comedy Kev makes goes with 
comedy Calman and it all gets very silly. I want I want them to actually do some serious stuff as well. Yeah, I, I don't want her to be the comedy character. I don't want her to turn in turn into that. No. She could have some comedy, it's not what we need light and shade. Light yeah. and shade. Richard? She was born to do this dance, let's face it. She's fun, she's charismatic. Like the others have said, the technique slightly lacked. Yes, the timing was there, but she can improve. Don't get me wrong, she can improve, but there's too much fun element at the moment to any dance she's done. I'm being blunt, okay? All right, okay, not- okay. We will we will follow this up with uh, Lisa's comments. Lisa says, love, love, love. Charleston was always going to be a good one for her as it's comedy. She tackled it well, and I thought she looked very comfortable with it. Would you like to rebut or uh, enhance that, Emily? I would like to sit firmly on the fence. All right. Okay. Nice. Nice. Um, like you, I love Calman. She's great. She's brilliant. She's the funniest, and all of that. She did lack swivel. There was there was no swivel in that Charleston. I so- wonder. I wonder if she could have just put the next heel height shoe on because she was in sort of almost character shoes or something, if she'd have had yep. a bit more heel, I think there would have been less friction between her and the floor and she could have achieved a swivel. Yes, I agree. You could see there was the, the seed of a swivel. Um, but I think, like you say, she needed to have that slightly smaller heel on, uh, you know, a smaller width heel yes. on. Uh, because, um, you know, the amount of force required to overcome friction is the coefficient of friction multiplied by the area of contact. Yes. So it decreased that surface area, better swivel. Yes. That's physics, folks. And I uh, think that's where we leave Susan and Kevin. Yeah. They've got the Charleston over and done with. And that's and about it. And we've talked physics. And we've talked some physics. So, you know, <laughs> all the Rethian values tonight. Dancing the cha-cha-cha with wobbly lamppost sets that would have been rejected by 1970s Doctor Who, it's Charlotte Hawkins and her partner, Brendan. So just to let you uh, know how your podcast sausage is made, we got all the way to Reverend Richard Coles before we realised we'd forgotten to do Charlotte. Um, So... That's why Charlotte's going home soon. Yeah. The good thing, again, singular positive. She was wearing a dress to just... I would be willing to get a criminal record for that dress. Yes, I agree. And if I didn't like uh, Teresa and Vicky Gill and all the DSI London team so much, I would try and break in and steal it. But, you know, (laughs) I I mean, I, I would just love to have a go. Please. Please. I mean, obviously, the routine went horribly wrong. And from the moment they'd started uh, hyping up that spin in the VT, no, don't don't put yourself under that pressure. Don't do it because you're going to be so tense wondering if you're going to make the spin that you're not going to be able to relax into the whole rest of the routine, which when you're obviously struggling with the, the basic you don't need to put that extra pressure on yourself. Anne, could you explain like exactly what was wrong there? Oh, first of all, I have to say, Charlotte looks amazing. She just looks like she should be a dancer and then she moves. 
And then you go, no. It's it's really jarring, isn't it? It's because very odd. Our society, um, you know, I was saying this at a, a, a party yesterday over over a glass of, uh, no, over an Aperol spritz, that we assume that sort of physical attractiveness correlates really strongly with ability. So to see somebody who falls off that line, somebody who's really beautiful, but just can't dance, it's really jarring to us. I, I actually think that, I mean, some people just, I don't want to say you nobody can't dance, but some people are just, I think in her case, she totally lost her confidence. Yeah. She, she kind of messed up the very beginning and then it just kind of went downhill. I, I almost feel like if she hadn't have gone wrong, maybe she would have been a little bit more kind of confident and gone out there a little bit stronger and then it wouldn't have snowballed but um she's just got no power in her legs she's so skippy and you know she needs to really stomp on that floor and really put her 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 weight through her feet which will ground her much more Mm. yeah it's just you know on on another night it could have been a lot better i was gonna say i just just like apropos of not any real evidence but She's quite a restrained character anyway. I get the impression she's not very loud and in your face and things like that. And I do wonder if there is a bit of a disconnect between her and Brendan because he is quite a forceful character. Yeah. You can usually tell when Brendan hasn't got on with his celeb, though. Yeah. I'm not getting that sort of weird vibe yet. But it might not be him not getting on with her. Or it might be her not getting on with him. Yeah. That's okay. what I'm trying to say. Right, okay. Well, we will keep reading the body language on that one. Like Anne, I thought she actually looked completely glamorous in her silver dress, but that was about it, positivity-wise. I just think her nerves has completely taken over her. She just seems a bit all over the place when the dance starts to when it finishes. And I think it's a real, real shame. Because I just think she could do so much better. Yeah. Well, we will see what happens in the future with Charlotte and Brendan. Dancing the tango with a new low in tango song selection, it's Joe McFadden and his partner Katya. So a lot more mucking about with props. Because Joe could only remember maybe a minute's worth of choreography. It was 30 seconds before he got through the wardrobe. Yeah, it was poor. Yeah, and yeah, once he got through the wardrobe, it was, nah. Too early for it. What, the tango? You should be able able to at least have a game stab at a tango in week two. Yeah, a game stab, but like, try and do more than two-thirds choreography. Yes, that's true. And can you tell us technically why that looked so wrong? He was up and down like a roller coaster, really. It was so skippy like a kangaroo it was it was just he was like using quick step technique in a tango it was just all I mean talk about we we talked about setting yourself up for a fall he was so good last week Mm. that 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 jar that 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 dance really suited him and then he's done this one and it's really shown his lack of self-awareness really it's not even technique yeah so when you're when you're doing a tango you're supposed to be all on the level and like if you had some books on your head you would expect the books to stay on your head yeah 
It's very static. It's very kind of um, isolations. It's all about kind of quick, sharp kind of movements. And this was just almost floppy. Oh. I'd say. Oh, no, a floppy tango. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, thanks. No fizz in it at all. Oh, R- Richard. I noticed with technique, I know I'm not a technique expert, but I know you don't have any rise and fall in tango. Yeah. He lacked the fierceness in his face, I thought. But I was put off at the beginning with, the, you know, the 30, 40 seconds to try and get through the wardrobe. It's one of those dances, yet again, just too long to get going. It just put me off from the start. Lisa hasn't even said anything about this. I don't think she remembers it was there. <laughs> and so we move on, disappointedly, clambering through the wardrobe to find... <laughs> dancing the cha-cha-cha with a groove thing that remains defiantly unshaken. It's Brian Conley and his partner, Amy. Right, also, again, with no... Reference to Sunday night's um, thing. Tell me about this. Emily, Emily, you're making the Ed Balls face. Well, I am. Yes. But because I think I haven't seen this dance. Oh, my God. Right. You would remember if you had, um, because Brian is in like a horrible 70s brown sequined comedy suit thing. I've seen the suit, but I don't know if I wandered off during this one. All right. Okay. So you had a cup of tea. That's your review, Richard. I think it might, yeah. For me, it was more disco than cha-cha-cha. His timing was completely out and completely lacked technique. That is my full review. I didn't like it. That's it. Please go. Please go, Brian. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, there, there was dancing. Um, y- yes, there was. It, it, it well, it wasn't necessarily cha 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 dancing or in time dancing. We have all seen uh, this dance. We have all seen this dance at approximately one thirty a.m. when the dads get going on the wedding yeah. disco floor. It, that is exactly what this is. This is this is the da da dad dancing. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so I mean, the thing is, is 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 he's obviously a performer. And he's obviously done kind of, phys- you know, theatre and musicals. He he tries and acts at being a dancer, when I think he just should just let it go and just dance. Mm. I, I don't know. I don't know if how much is an act and how much is him really trying. I don't know if that sounds unfair. But I just, yeah. Do you know, he's got that that characteristic that can be really unfortunate, the Chandler Bing syndrome, in that he goes to humour whenever he's feeling slightly uncomfortable. And, yeah. like, the entirety of his Strictly career is, is just that. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know how long the British public will have patience for it. And this podcast has certainly run out of patience for it. Next! <laughs> Dancing the Waltz. It's a moment of effortless beauty from Gemma Atkinson and her partner, the effortlessly beautiful Aliash. Well, this was nice. This was the first dance um, yesterday evening that actually held my full attention. Like I held off from tweeting during this one, uh, whereas all the others I was tapping away during it. Emily, go for it. I really like this. I thought it was just, it, it was smooth. It worked really, really well. Um, I loved that dress she had on, which is, you know, always a... Oh, my God, the AB stones making that massive necklace shape around the top. 
that's yes. what you do with the power mesh that's what you do that, that's that's what you're supposed to do with power mesh yeah yeah i liked it I'm, I'm glad she's doing well i'm glad she's still being you know really really northern on camera i'm enjoying that enormously so yeah it's good i, I don't have a lot to say on it other than i really enjoyed it excellent richard she was elegant and she had oozes of class i thought the technique was there in droves now i'm not a technique expert but her arms are great her legs were great and let's face it she was great in hold or out of hold either or she just seemed brilliant and can i just say i'm not least when it comes to fashion but she looked the belle of the ball in her blue sparkly ball gown lovely and i i i totally agree um i mean she did look absolutely beautiful and the whole dance had this kind of elegance to it and I think it was very very cleverly choreographed because it looked a very simple dance but it really wasn't and that he uh, Ali Asad obviously chosen some moves that would accentuate her lines and her really good back and her lovely arms that it would look very kind of you, you did feel like you were whisked away yeah with her um and then you thought oh it's finished oh Oh. you wanted it to continue this so last season we talked a lot about uh numbers that really work because they've got all of the elements thematically linked and all towards the top of their game and i think this is one of the season's first ones of those because you've got the room transformed with those uh, just very simple bits of fabric hanging down but it made it look like a palace uh, the lighting was perfect. Gemma and Ali Ash's costumes were perfect. The choreography was, you know, subtle and tasteful and made it look effortless. And yeah, I think that because it was so early on in the running order, because it was sort of stacked in the, the sort of the beginning of the middle there, it didn't get the love it really deserved. It would have been interesting if this had been on kind of last or second last. Mm. what scores it would have got because I think it wouldn't it wouldn't have been I mean she got good good enough scores for it but I think she probably would have been into the 30s yeah well Gemma has been on first and she's been on in the middle and I am expecting her to get a closing headline slot at some point maybe next week or the week after I think yeah, Gemma is in my pack of improvers, but she's kind of at the top of the pack of improvers, if you know what I mean. Yeah, she's the um, she's like the top of the pack of the improvers going into the... Yeah, and if she really sort of leans into the Northern Lass becomes a princess storyline, she could make the final. There's a lot of Northern Lasses out there and we will vote for her. Gemma and Aliash delighted our eyes. <laughs> the American Smooth, it's an intercontinental story of love and devotion to dance, is Reverend Richard Coles and his partner, Diane. Bless him, though. Bless him. (laughs) Let's start off with Lisa's comments, because Lisa loves him most. Obviously can't dance, but I'm happy for him to not be able to dance on my TV for many weeks to come. I mean, I see the logic of it. He's having, you know, he's having the time of his life. Him and Diane are sort of friendship goals. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like they wouldn't, they are not two people who would normally meet under regular circumstances. But the fact that they are both, 
getting on and having all these crazy experiences together and learning from each other is just so lovely. It's part of the magic of Strictly, which is not necessarily all about dance. Richard? I love him like many people do. And he's one of the few that actually puts a smile on your face from start to finish. I'll start off with a positive, And that is just the one positive. Oh, positive singular. The lift was impressive. You can't fault him for that. However, he does lack technique, even the most basic technique. And his footwork reminded me of horses galloping across a field. Oh, oh, get get back in the knife drawer, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) he, He just puts a smile on your face. And I think he'll be here for a few weeks more yet. Yeah. Yeah, they should probably get him out before Halloween so he doesn't have to do anything blasphemous, though. <laughs> oh, I yeah. think he'd be fun at Halloween. Oh, oh, I mean, it could go... No, I no, no, I mean, we don't want him defrocked. <laughs> Anne, have you got any um, technical things to say about this? Um, or just nice things to say about this? Do you know, it was really interesting just listening then about um, the kind of the partnership and everything. And I was sat here listening to this and thinking... Do you know what? I don't remember watching her at all. I can't remember what Diane did at all. I was just watching Richard, oh. and that can't be a bad, that can't be a bad thing. You know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. Yeah, it's um, magnetic. Yeah, I mean, he could, you know, he could probably dance anything, and I'd watch it. It would just be, you know, unmissable television. I mean, I, he's 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 quite for somebody who's of the cloth. He's very outgoing. And very out there. And he does kind of give it all. You'd expect somebody like that to be a lot a lot shyer, a lot more retiring, but obviously not him. And it, you just can't help but watch him, even though there's, you know, not much of whatever dance he's doing this week is actually in there. There's not really a lot more that we can say about that other than, go on, go on, Richard. Do it for us who can't dance. <laughs> Dancing the Charleston... It's a lost episode of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries with Ruth Langsford and her partner, Anton. If it had been a lost episode of Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries, Anton wouldn't have survived to the first ad break. <laughs> I mean, you all watch, Wait, Miss, you all watch Miss Fisher, yeah. right? It's yeah. the Aussie, um, just impossibly glamorous, totally camp 1920s detective series. It's superb. It's, it's really good. If you haven't watched it, watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, but yes, that aside, we've got another Charleston, this time with Swizzle. Swizzle. It's, it's called Swizzle now. Um, <laughs> okay, that, there's your podcast title, this time with Swizzle. Uh, uh, somebody want to talk because i've made myself laugh um i thought it was a vast improvement on last week for ruth yes it's different from the ballroom um but you could tell she was more in hold than out and that helped her with her nerves technique is more visible i thought but most importantly she looked great as a flapper from the 1920s on that note i will read out lisa's comments i was quite startled as she genuinely looked like my mom dancing with anton (laughs) Loved the Charleston, actually, and thought she did it really well. <laughs> right, okay, Emily's gone now, so Anne, I'm afraid you're going to have to... <laughs> That's okay. I think Anton took advantage of Ruth's stiffness by doing lots of things where she had to be very stiff, like leaning backwards and standing there whilst he hopped over her. 
um, which was quite clever, clever of Anton. Unlike Susan's Charleston, although she had a bit better footwork, um, Ruth's timing wasn't at all good. Between the two of them, we've got one good Charleston. Yeah, yes. You need to put them all. I wouldn't like to see them all together, to be honest. But you need kind of bits from each one to be mashed together to make the ultimate proper Charleston. But we ain't seen it yet. Emily, have you weighed in on this yet? I haven't, no. Uh, Have you stopped corpsing? Yes. Good. It's a good job that I have a microphone mute button or else. We'd have been editing around your guffaws. Yeah, it was it was all right. Uh, she did look a lot more comfortable than last week. Remember, um, we have still not seen the true horror of their party Latin. Oh, God, no. Oh, you know, I'm hoping she'll continue to improve and grow on me as a person. Oh, that sounded dreadful. Sorry. <laughs> you, you, ooh, how catty. <laughs> well, I just, I don't know her. Like, I don't watch breakfast TV, so she's not like a, a personality I recognise. And yeah. she just seemed a bit meh at first, but she's growing on me is what I was trying to say, but it came out wrong. Yeah, Sorry. she is, again, in the sort of the middle pack of improvers. She's not dreadful and hopeless. And she does have a sort of an improvement gradient in her. But yeah, it's a question of when she'll drop out of the bottom, basically. Moving on. Waltz in a serious, tasteful and thoughtful tribute with pyro and floor spins. It's Simon Rimmer and his partner, Karen. So he couldn't say anything about it in the VT and beforehand, but on his social media, Simon had made a big point that he was dancing to You'll Never Walk Alone and he was dedicating his dance to the victims of the Hillsborough disaster. And so when it started out with that sort of quite sober and, you know, understated tone for the waltz, I was like, oh, actually, you know, we've got some dignity here. And like, this is sort of really sort of somber and moving. And then the routine climaxed with floor spins and pyro and it was all a bit much. Like they, they, if they'd have held their restraint, I would have respected it a lot more. I agree. I think I tweeted something to that effect. Um, I thought he was doing really, really well with the basics of the waltz um, and making it look not effortless because you can see how hard he is trying to put that technique across. But I actually respect that more. As a a football fan, I thought that it was a really nice uh, way of doing it and, and kind of bringing his personality across and something that's close to his heart. But then, yeah, Pyro... No. It was a bit dissonant, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It it became like a oh right, that just oh. That happened. Yeah. And yeah. you know, it's I think it's it goes along with the score inflation and the pressure to do the hard dances and the flashy dances early on in the show that you feel like you can't just do a simple waltz. You have to do a simple waltz that ends up with acrobatics and pyro and fireworks and people descending from the ceiling. No, I mean, if that dance had just come to its natural end and they'd have finished in hold, sort of clasping each other in the middle of the floor in like a... In a single spot. In a single spot. spot. That would have been so much more moving, wouldn't it? I think I'd have cried. Yes. And, well, Shirley Ballas was in floods already. Yeah. Richard... What do you reckon? I thought he did really well 
keeping with the basic technique. He didn't need to do any more, and it got him through it. Um, yes, it was an emotional piece of music related to him and half the audience. Like a few of the others I've mentioned, I think he did it better in hold rather than out of hold. It wasn't nerves for him this week. It was the emotional relationship to the music that might have got him, apart yeah. from that yeah. mad little moment. I've seen I've seen that expression of concentration on the faces of grooms at weddings during first dances. The I am concentrating so hard on not messing yeah. this up. It it was that kind of thing. No, he just needs to relax a bit more, and then hopefully. Yeah, I was just going to say I've I've also seen that face um, working as I do in weddings when grooms are trying not to cry. Oh yeah, okay. And they're like. Just holding holding it together everything yeah um so yeah i can i can see that yeah um how, how did you get on with this one i mean with the dancing i thought that he did do really well with the kind of basic steps he kept himself in hold he did the steps correctly although they were very basic um but he did kind of it did make him look the part you know, it, it did feel kind of proper. I would also say that he probably, how can I put this? Um, the, the All the pyros and everything, he probably needed something to kind of keep him in the moment. I think by that time he probably was feeling quite emotional and everything and he probably needed distraction to kind of, get him through that kind of last bit so then you knew that the ending was coming and then he could kind of let himself go um i mean you could see at the very beginning he was really thinking about everything yeah but it, it was you know as a scouser myself i say scouser myself simon's not a scouser but i'm not going to go into that right now um but as a scouser myself i found that very very emotional yeah Obviously, it's weird to talk about social media metrics in connection with this, but the the thing that we put up, sort of contextualising this, you know, mentioning why Simon was dancing to this and why it was such a serious dance, that was uh, the the thing that people most engaged with us about last night, and yeah. because it's it's such a like uh, such a raw topic, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's raw by the fact that, you know, it was per this the, the lies and everything was perpetuated for so long. Yeah. And, you know, you know, I, I grew up literally right next to Liverpool Football Club. And, um, you know, the fact that, you know, they the families and everything have fought for so long, it is still really raw, even though it happened, you know, a generation ago. It's. And, and it's still going on. Yeah, really. It's still going on. So for Simon to be able to bring all of that rawness and emotion into prime time BBC TV shows sort of what a central cultural place strictly has and sort of how big the things that you can tackle in strictly are if you choose to use your time on the show for that. Inform, educate, entertain. Bit of all three. Okay, let's move on. Dancing the tango with 80s music video levels of passion and also hair gel, it's Molly King and her partner, 
AJ. You remember the Robert Palmer video with the emotionless 80s uh, supermodels with the slicked back hair and the red lips? And uh, that was, the, that, that was the, the bar for um, the emotion and storytelling that Molly and AJ had to hit. And I don't know if they got over that bar. Anne. Uh, do you know what? Molly, I wish I could... Oh, this is going to sound horrible. I wish I could watch Molly from the waist up because she's fantastic from the waist up. She's got the back. She's got the arms. She's almost got the hips. But her legs are not quite there. She's still a bit kind of duckling, kind of swan, ready, getting ready to swim or fly, or whatever the analogy is, um, she's still not there yet. Um, and it, uh, it's a little off-putting, especially with AJ. Well, yes, a little off-putting is sort of AJ's mission statement, isn't <laughs> What's it? What's going on with his hair? Honestly, really. Really, really, really. <laughs> uh, do you know, they're going to keep them in the show for ages, just until we figure out what's going on with AJ's hair. Yeah. Shave it off. Tactical haircut time. Again, I, this felt like... This was my one to get up and make a cup of tea during. So I only I only really watched it all the way through when I was sitting with my laptop this morning making GIFs. And I couldn't really find a good bit to GIF apart from that really nice camera effect that they had in the intro where it was all washed out to black and white apart from uh, Molly's lovely dress, which I wish I could wear to a party very soon, and her lipstick. That was the best bit of the routine for me before she'd even done out. With that sort of, if you can't say anything nice, say nothing at all thing, we move on. Dancing the jive, it's the fastest blade in the Old West. It's Johnny Peacock and his partner, Oti. Now, the difference between this week and last week, is just night and day. He looked so much happier mucking about, didn't he? Yeah, he is a muckabouter, isn't he? Yes. This I is mean, what we said. Yes. You've seen him on the last leg mucking about. Here he is on Strictly mucking about, winning the hearts of millions. Uh, Susan Calman and Lee Cormack have both said that they're in love with him. Um, together, we're all going to run off and like start a commune somewhere with everybody who loves Johnny. So I think that's actually going to be quite a crowded place. So we're probably going to need one of the larger Scottish islands. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, I, I'll tell Johnny of our plans. Um, would anybody like to say anything sensible? Emma? I would like to say something sensible. Um, I, As we said, he's, he's uh, been a, a regular contributor to The Last Leg um, and he is a, a para-athlete. And I'm really, really pleased that they had his blade fully on show during that dance because look what that wonderful young man can do dancing on a blade is you know he's he has got that challenge in front of him learning to dance whilst disabled and he's superb at it yeah yeah and you know there were like a few bits where you know he didn't quite get the weight onto the blade or he didn't quite get the exchange onto his other leg quite right and so he was a very seat of the pants performance there were we were cartwheeling along the edge of disaster uh, and you know sometimes he didn't make it but it was it was thrilling and it looked fun and I loved the bit of business with the hats like the hats so, were so they had some prop mucking about but it didn't 
cut into the amount of choreography. The fact that they were doing messing about with hats and a kick section at the same time. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Richard? I just sat there with mum last night and we went, wow, wow, wow. Um, It is one of my favourite drives of all time on Strictly. I won't hide that fact. And I fully appreciate the choice of them using the blade. And I do hope we see the blade in further dances. Yes, it was right for the jive. And yes, it wasn't right for last week. But I do hope it's not the only time we see it. Anne? Um, um, He's turning into a real trailblazer. I, I guess I guess the fact that we've never had anybody with you know a prosthetic leg before. Heather Mills. Oh yeah, Heather Mills. She did. Oh yeah, she did, didn't she? God, yeah. I've forgotten she was on that show. And I think it's it, it's quite good because you think, hmm, where's that going to go? How's it going to work out? And I honestly thought, I thought he's going to be able to do it, but it's going to be too fast. But no, it wasn't. He really rose to the challenge. Um, and it was really nice seeing the blade and it, it you know I think that's because I think because that's how we normally see him when he's out on the track with the blade that almost looked more comfortable for us as a viewer yeah yeah I guess because because when he was in like the the suit and everything it was all covered up and maybe for us it kind of there was a disconnect slightly um, but he was absolutely bang on yeah. Um, timing, personality, you know, doing all the tricks. Brilliant. Make, making Oti proud, making Oti happy. Now we don't have Natalie around because mm. last last season's target was just that Natalie was happy at the end of every show. This season, we just want Oti to be happy at the end of every show. That's that's our minimum requirement. I don't think she's got much to fear, though. I think they're <laughs> going to be there for a long, long time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know, Oti, before before the first show, she posted on her social media a picture of a running blade covered in uh, rhinestones. I want that on my screen so much. Sparkle. With um, all of that praise and love for Johnny and Oti, we move on. Dancing the Viennese Waltz to a song totally overshadowed by the use of Orinoco flow in the intro VT, it's Debbie McGee and her partner Giovanni. Honestly, when I remembered that they weren't going to be dancing to Sail Away, Sail Away, Sail Away, I was gutted. If they can just do an American smooth to that, I would, you know, forgive a lot of things. I don't think we're going to have Debbie be actually bad. Like she, I don't think she can do it. No. But this was sort of tonally and atmospherically so different to the raw filth of last week's <laughs> routine. This was, this was so sweet and romantic and graceful. Who wants to shower Debbie with love? I could give you a fashion point of view and Lisa will probably kill me for this. All right, but go do on. You know, do, you, do you know what Debbie reminded me of last night? No, go for it. Sandy in Greece before she had that whole makeover. Oh my God, I knew you were going to say that. I knew, but that's 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 the sort of the long game that she's playing. So she was like full on vixen last week and this week she was sweet innocence itself. But anything else, all I have is positive, positive, positive to say about her. So I had to go with that aspect tonight. All right, so we're actually scratching around for complaints about Debbie. We just can't do yes. it. We can't do it. Lisa, I, I don't know if you know that 
Lisa has taken against Debbie, which, you know, is good. It gives us a balance of opinion. And uh, But this is what she has to say about Debbie this week. Whatever. She's good. We always knew she was going to be good. And I'm still not interested. Perhaps, perhaps, like I've done a 180 on Comedy Kev, Lisa will eventually do a 180 on the lovely Debbie. But I don't think we need to hold his breath. <laughs> Emily. Well, I just thought this was really lovely. It was um, from Team Lovely, indeed. It was it was very Saturday night entertainment, I've got to say. It was... What else would you expect it to be? Exactly. It was peak Saturday night. It was, you know, it's the, it's the leading um, Saturday night primetime TV show, isn't it? Week after week. Uh, yes. Um, yeah. And it was the lovely Debbie McGee. Um, you know, <laughs> she's wonderful and full of joy and smiles and she was dancing to a lovely song she danced beautifully it was a nice saturday evening in the early autumn sat on the sofa just distilled into a, into one moment it was great oh and i reckon that you could see a lot of debbie's ballet training in that viennese waltz what did you think a lot you could see it a lot just the way that she was kind of stirred and standing the way that she knew where to put her arms were always kind of that beautiful kind of crescent shape you know there was a there was almost a little bit too much it was almost slightly ballet fied in places mm. um, I, I hope they don't push that too much I think that her first dance proved that she doesn't have to go down that route she's already got a lot of self-awareness she's she's got a lot of technique she's got a lot of um that she's just got that innate ability to be able to learn something she's got that muscle memory and I hope they don't push that ballet too too much in our faces because I think that might get annoying. Well, I think the Viennese waltz is one of the only ones that you can yeah. really get balletic. I think by the time they get round to her rumba, the cycle will have returned to filthy Debbie McGee rather than lovely <laughs> Debbie McGee. I don't think there's many more that can be totally balletified or at least not successfully. Debbie in the top category still, probably going to be with us all the way through to December, which is nice. Dancing the quick step with a combination of poor library etiquette and a Bucks fizz move, it's David Gadami and his partner Nadia. I think this is a bit too high concept. I would much rather have had them just dressed up as turn of the millennium club kids, you know, in skinny jeans and like a little thin tie rather than doing this weird nerd business. It was, uh, yeah, it was another one where the mucking about with props was spoiling it for me. Yes, I agree. I don't know. I don't like that kind of approach to what a nerd is anyway. I find that really, you know, yeah, just... This is what a nerd looks like, sitting uh, with my beautiful glamorous wooden headphones on, wrapped in a red velvet and ermine robe, podcasting on a Sunday night. Yeah, exactly. That is that... literally what I'm wearing, by the way. <laughs> I find, I find that stereotypical uh, characterization of a nerd really annoying. It's one of my favorite songs that they were dancing to, so I was feeling a bit precious about it anyway. I was because... I was waiting until Carl Barat inevitably does Strictly when he relaunches himself as a sort of MOR, mum-friendly rocker. Uh, and I was waiting for him to come on Strictly and do Quick Step to Last Night. Yeah, that would have felt a bit more tonal. 
yeah. in keeping. Um, and I think that books for his moments should be kept to Eurovision and not strictly. Did you not like it? No, well, well what, I mean, you, what you want is equality in books for his moments. Like, no, just because I made that comment, right, <laughs> about the leather pants. Just because you like David Gadami. David Gadami, and they are both just very beautiful people, but I just, it doesn't sit well in a strictly dance to me. It's, it's unnecessary mucking about. Yeah. Are they allowed if, to rip if, their skirts off if it's, if it's integral to the dance? Yes. Okay. It wasn't integral to that dance, it was a quick step. All right, fine. Striptease is not necessary. No, no. And after after Debbie McGee was peak Saturday night entertainment, it's not peak Saturday night entertainment, is it? No. That's what that's one of the things that um was bothering me about Aston's dance earlier on that I didn't mention was he was doing a lot of the um like street dance crotch grabbing and I just found that a bit I don't know. Can it's you not, not very Saturday yes. it's not it's not Saturday night entertainment that. Okay, so we will be back with you with a specific definition of what Saturday Night Entertainment is and is not after Richard comments. Putting the mucking about to one side because we've already spoken about that and I thoroughly agree with Emily. Um, He was quite fast across the floor, I thought. Great movement. Yes, his footwork probably wasn't technically correct, but actually I just thought it had a nice flow and good on him for that. That's a positive remark. It certainly is. And for me, did he lead Nadia for the second week winning or was that just me thinking it? If he's not leading her, she's very good at pretending. That's what I thought. Anne, can you clear up whether he was actually leading or not? Uh, he was, but he's, he's a very aesthetically pleasing dancer. Um, in the fact that he looks very good at that. Da- he looks very good when he's dancing, but he's not actually dancing correctly. Uh-huh. So it, does that make sense? So what he did was perfectly fine and looked on the on the outside. Yes, he's doing what he's doing, but what his feet were doing was not correct. I, I And I have to say, I didn't like the kind of slightly punky-ish way it kind of kind of dismantled itself really with all the faffing and moving and bits falling off and ripping and yeah they could they could have just quick stepped to that like uh, yes because yes. once they've got that floor crossing move you just cross the floor in different directions yes you just just keep going until time has elapsed yeah there was no need for it to be honest and with that we move on dancing the pasadoble E caliente, rapido y feroz, la danza de la noche, más gelo que gelo. It's Alexandra Burke and her partner, Gorka. Oh my word. Blooming Omer. Blooming Omer indeed. Um, gosh, well, I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was that, wasn't yeah. it? Has anybody got anything coherent to say <laughs> about the magnificence of Alexandra Burke that isn't like about her strong thighs and her Spanish lines and those lovely flamenco hands? Yes. I thought for the first time in the, this is the first dance in 30 dances of this series. I've seen a celebrity in synchronisation with their celebrity partner. Mm. I might have missed something, but I thought when she was out of hold, she just was mirrored everything Gorka did. And it was so fast. And they weren't even dancing sort of within hand's reach of each other. 
uh, for those synchronized bits. They were actually quite far apart. And it was just so impressive. It just added to the drama and the passion. And for me, it was the perfect dance to finish this week's Saturday night performance. Yeah, nothing, nothing else tonight could have followed that. No, and the one thing I enjoyed most about this Paso Doble, it was so untraditional in terms of the colours, the colour of her dress. And oh, it just oh, makes she look even more fierce. so good in that dress as well. It's such a lovely Paso dress. I really liked that dress under the green laser effect beam lights as well. Completely agree. Yeah. We normally get really excited uh, about Passos with traditional music as well. And that wasn't, that was... It was Latin though. It was Latin, but it wasn't like when we get excited when they're, when they're doing it to kind of a traditional Latin song. It was just really, ex- think, it was just really exciting though. It was really exciting. It was very good. Well done. Yes, well I done. Think, no, I think last year they went so Spanish being Gorka's debut year they've gone completely different with his paso this year i don't know because that 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 j-lo and pitbull song was a much bigger hit in spanish-speaking markets than it was over here um like i only knew about it from uh it's my favorite song on the just dance game that came out that year it's a really good one to dance to i enjoy it anyway Uh, Anne, would you like to come in there i had ever so slightly mixed feelings about this because there were certain things about Alexandra's performance that really put me off. So first of all, she needs to really focus on her face because at times I found her facial contortions quite off-putting. And in a way, I don't blame her because she was kind of getting really into it. And obviously her her job as a, a singer and a performance, she's probably told to put it in your face actually actually she probably will be told to so in the pop world she'll be told to keep it off of her face because the viewing public as we found out with lucy in eurovision this year for the uk the viewing public don't like to see aggressive facial expressions on women but with alexandra's stage work and also like with lucy jones's stage work when you are emoting to a live audience who can you know only see you from a distance you do have to put your emotion into into your face so she's sort of caught between the stage and tv performances i think yeah she just she just really has to watch it because you know she was pulling some very awkward faces and i could imagine some kind of very dodgy photographic shots of her dancing but with a really horrible face which would be a shame Mm. um I mean, she's got wonderfully powerful legs, but the problem when you have quite muscular legs is that it's very easy to sickle your feet and look pigeon-toed. And I think through most of that performance, to me, she looked pigeon-toed. It's Um, almost reassuring to hear you uh, say that Alexandra does still have some improvement to make. Yeah, I think uh, it's very picky, you know, she does have great timing, she does have great character, she does have great body awareness, but there's obviously things that she hasn't had to use. I don't, you know, she she's not had ankle training <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> kind of things, I mean, you know. Who amongst us has? Yeah, so, I mean, it, it, it is quite um, good for her, I hope, that she kind of picks up on these 
little things, you know. She's yeah. probably been told she's got great legs, but, you know, when you're just standing there singing, it, it looks fine. But when you're doing that kind of dance, you need to be very aware of where your toes and where your turnout is because it really affects the whole aesthetic of your body. And that, that will probably come as well because she's it got will. so much of the basic that Gorka can just be working on the perfection now. So that was all of our 15 dancers. Let's talk about Sunday night. Sunday night results show, let's just get down to it. Our dance off was Chizzy versus Brian and Chizzy went home. Can we have howls of outrage, please? Or howls of agreement? Why? No. It's just, oh. it, like, it just seemed off. Like Chizzy, yeah. Chizzy is somebody who could have scraped into the improvers. She could have been in the improvers. Uh, but Brian is a definite no-hoper. Chizzy was in the improvers, but had a mismatch between song and dance, whereas Brian had a song that he should have been able to do the dance to, but displayed no basic. That's a very succinct summing up. And I'd agree with that. Yeah. And I could, there's only one reason why I think Chizzy was in that bottom two. And why? it's not because it's particularly well known. All I know her is for Holby City, but not many people watch yeah. Holby City. Yeah, let me just have a look at my social media metrics. So what I do is I take a look just before we record at the YouTube views for everybody. Chizzy was fifth bottom YouTube views in week one and fourth bottom in YouTube views in week two. So she's just not got that name recognition. And she hasn't got the face. She's not got the name recognition and she was on first and it was a long yes. show. And, you know, on first is, is tough. It's tough and you're e so easily forgotten yeah. by dance seven, never mind dance 15. I, d I mean, I do feel for her because she, she was in that kind of middling and that's, that's, where you, that's where you get forgotten. Yeah. You know, people vote for people at the top. People vote for people at the bottom. But if you're in that kind of middle section, you slightly get forgotten and that's really dangerous. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, in the future, listening public, make sure you're not just voting for somebody who's ended up at the bottom of the leaderboard. Make sure if your fave is just in the bottom third or, you know, even second on the leaderboard, make sure you vote for your fave. We conclude that that was not a cool result. Uh, but now we are tumbling headlong into movie week and we can only imagine what themed prop laden horrors await us next week would anybody like to nominate some frocks of the week for special mentions because lisa has sent me the award uh, to dish out this week but i would like to know uh, what else we think so that we can give a special mention to it richard have you got a frock of the week alexandra burke you can't top that okay uh, you can emily says you can <laughs> how can you top that okay. charlotte's dress i know it was amazing it looked like a glass of champagne full of diamonds oh. and I, I would say Gemma's dress i loved that because it looked That's so true. different in normal lighting uh, but looked kind of so different with the kind of stage lighting and the low lighting it was it was quite 
understated. I'm going to also give a special mention to Charlotte's one, but I am uh, going to say that Molly's tango dress, while I didn't think very much of the tango, I thought the dress was incredibly wearable and, uh, yes, pinchable. But Lisa Awards Frock of the Week, and let me read this prepared statement. It was hard this week. I felt it was all a bit dull and muted, and some of the things were just a little bit strange. Lisa was tempted to give it to Darcy, who looked amazing on the Saturday night show. But you know what? She's actually going to award Frock of the Week to Susan, as I thought she looked absolutely fabulous and highly Charleston appropriate. The play suit suited her figure and also and also suited the dance. So that's Susan Kalman winning Frock of the Week for her Charleston bedazzled play suit. Suitable for the Charleston, not suitable for court. So that's it for week two. All that remains is for us all to say goodbye. Good night, Richard. Good night. Good night, Emily. Good night. And good night, Anne. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. And good night from me, Ellie. Remember to, you know, get in touch with us um, on Twitter and Instagram at @keepdancingpod. Watch out for various bombardments of gifts, and we'll see you next week. Keep dancing.